Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Also, all over AllThingsComedy.com, there are uh 30 or 50 podcasts. If you need a new podcast, if you go to AllThingsComedy.com and look at their selection, The Dork Forest is there, but also a gajillion others. Aaron Foley and Tom Papa and Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. There's just a bunch of them. Ari Shafir, uh, Baron Vaughn. Uh, I could keep going. Let's not. The credits. <laughs> Patrick Brady, gonna fix this audio once, and it's a great thing that he does that, and I totally appreciate that. Vilmos fixes my website, Jackie Cation. He keeps it all updated with the new Conan set. You can watch me. I did Conan a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. You can watch me in a shirt that I got. Uh, that I borrowed from when I did the Mark Marin TV show. I got to act on the Mark Marin TV show on IFC, and that's going to air in probably six months. But whatever, uh, I got to borrow that, that shirt and those pants, and I wore them on the Conan O'Brien show. Okay, dorkforest.com, of course, and Jackie Cation both have a donation button. JackieCation.com has the Amazon banner that you can order from Amazon, and I get a little kickback. doesn't cost you extra. I appreciate that. You can order... Ranger of the Dork Forest and Dork Forest related items, plus all my CDs and DVDs. Got a new, my, my current new album, top 10 comedy albums specials of the year on vulture.com. This will make an excellent horcrux is available via CD or DVD on jackiecation.com on the merch page where you can also get t-shirts and hoodies. I have one of every size of hooded, zip hooded sweatshirt in stock for some reason. So it wouldn't be a pre-order if you want to get it. Granted, we're going into spring, but if you want a zip hoodie, you can order it there too. Now, did I do all the credits? I don't think I did. I don't think I mentioned Mike Rickberg composing and singing the intro song. He's going to sing his lyrics to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. And this week's advertising support person is Jenny Bergman, one of the owners of West Side Kids, a toy store in the Upper West Side in New York City. So if you're ever on 84th and Amsterdam and you need a cool toy, go into Westside Kids because it's super fun. It's a great toy store. Now, what else should I talk about? Stand-up comedy. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in LA for a couple of weeks. It's been great. Last weekend we went and visited my dad. This weekend we're going to go visit Andy's mom's. But other than that, I'm just doing sets around stand-up, stand-up wise. I think I'm in Indio on March 18th, which is tomorrow. Uh, 2015 with, um, Denny Johnston, Indio doing a stand-up show. Indio being near Palm Springs. How weird is that? Well, this is, uh, getting long. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and then I'm doing a show with Andy Kindler at Meltdown on the 20th. All right. This has been the longest intro ever. Let's get into the show. It's a great one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Dan St. Germain. Hey! Welcome to the Dork Forest, Dan St. Germain. That's me sounding excited. We were talking about that right before. I was just trying to get some levels, and I'm like, what happens when you get excited? You're like, oh, when will it happen? When will it happen? (laughs) Then I do this fake, hey, hey, how are you? Dan St. Germain, at DS Germain uh, on Twitter. Dan St. Germain, S-T-G-E-R-M-A-I-N dot net. Stand-up comic, New York uh, comic, right? 
Uh, for well, a long I live time. in LA now. You yeah. live in LA, but, but yes, I was. Welcome to Los Angeles. Eight years. Eight years right there in New York, mm-hmm. affecting change at a grassroots August. Oh my God. Level. I was really, they called me Dan the Movement Saint Germain. <laughs> Occupy huge. Dan Saint Germain. Right. Yeah. You, was... That was your pickup line. Oh, I'm here all week. <laughs> anyway, you have a podcast called My Dumb Friends. Right, with Sean Donnelly. With Sean Donnelly. And, You've uh. You've seen him on Fox's Bread Eye. <laughs> I always like to give that as his credit. He gets pissed off. Nice. And you have a new album. Bad at the Good Times. Yeah. Bad at the Good Times, uh, of the stand-up comedy, of the talking, of yeah. your joke hole. So. People, check the dates at dancehtermain.net. Follow him on Twitter. But let's talk about your dorkdom, which my favorite thing. Yeah. Out of the gate, depressing literature. Oh yeah. You know, it's been a little, you know, I what just What does read, it mean? That's awesome. I mean, I wrote, read Goldfinch just now. Have you read that? I no. mean, that's as depressing as you can get. Who, what, how do I avoid There's it? Like, uh, I, I'm going to support you in your journey. Right. And oh, never I'm done. Read I mean, I finished these. it. It was like. Good for you. 800 pages too. It was like way too long. 750 pages. Who wrote it? Um, this lady, I forget. Okay. Her name. And why was it to, dep- and, and is it just a slice of life? Or? I mean, Oprah uh, book, you know, like, book uh, just, what I, is it? I mean, I don't want to blow it, but you know, terrorist attack, drug addiction, alcoholic father. It like, Oh, so a modern tale. Yeah. A tale of modern angst yeah, and disappointment. Won, like, the National Book Award. I only read that because, you know, uh, and then I'm reading, I read this living, I'm reading living with a wild God right now that Barbara, um, some Irish, she wrote nickel and dimed, you know, that one about being like on a, in a minimum wage job in America. So oh, this yeah. one's kind of depressing too. And that's, I think is, is living with the wild God. Is that a nonfiction? It's a memoir. It's her finding spirituality while still being an atheist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But I've, I've read so much lessons. I've moved to LA. Okay. Just you cause know. you driving around a lot more. Driving a lot around. No subway was like, no subway time. that that'll, that'll cut down like two hours of, of, of mm-hmm. reading time for sure. Yeah. That's sure. too bad. I listen to books on tape. Have you tried that at all? I need yet? to do that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I oh, there you well, go. Not really. I have four podcasts I listen to. Right, but four hours a week of podcasts. Yeah, that should be plot. That's, that's yeah. Of course, like it's like you know a movie podcast, a pro wrestling, a horror, and a and a comedy one. So it's not like you're really. What are they? Ride. Which ones? What? I was a Monday morning podcast. I listen to How Did This Get Made. I listen to Last Podcast on the Left, and um. And Cheap Heat. Cheap Heat. Which yeah. one's that? That's the pro wrestling one. That's the pro, pro David, wrestling. My buddy David Shoemaker. Okay. Does that at ESPN. He's great. Uh, Monday one, that's, what's his face? Uh, Burr? Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all things comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's, are you there. part of that too? I'm part of that. Me part too. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, go check out My Dumb Friends on allthingscomedy.com. Yeah. And, and this podcast. And The Dork Forest. Yeah. So what brings you to depressing books though? What? I mean, I think in college it was, you know, and again, I haven't read as much lately at all, but I was just trying to think of stuff that you probably haven't talked about on this podcast. No, we have um, not talked about it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like when college, I was just like, you know, in the beginning it was cathartic, but now I feel like it's a problem. Like, for instance, I just really discovered Songs Ohio, you know, that Jason Molina band. No. And it- uh, it's amazing. But it, like it, Songs it's an Ohio, album. Farewell Transmission. I forget what the album is called, but that's the song. And I've been listening to nothing but him the past week. And it's completely fucked me up because it's super depressing. Oh my God. But it's great. <laughs> and what is it? So he died at 38 from alcoholism in Indianapolis. Okay. You don't get much more. <laughs> Like that's not exotic. That's not like no, like, no. That's cool that's not Hunter S. Thompson. No. Let's figure out how Jack Kerouac did it. No, nope. right. Dylan Hemingway. No, you know how you do, people are always like, I want to die. You know, you gotta have, you gotta be fucked up to really be a great artist. And you're like, well, you can be a great artist and then live in Indianapolis and die at 38. Right. That's that's, a, that's not actually a life fulfilled. You know, when I went to rehab, it was like, you know, people like. 
They, the people who looked the worst were long-term alcoholism abuse. That yeah. was like worse than meth, worse than heroin, worse than. Oh, really? They looked like they were thirty years older than. There's a guy I thought was like seventy-four, and he was like fifty or something. Or? No, he's like thirty-six, thirty-seven. Oh, like the shittiest-looking thirty-seven. Oh my god! Ever. And, and it was cirrhosis. just booze? Yeah. Oh, he has cirrhosis. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was on a lot of Dilaudid, I think, when I first saw. Him, but I don't know. <laughs> that that is a uh, what kind of drug is that? Um, that's not they use that in hospitals, like painkiller stuff. Okay. Okay. Some real heavy shit. Well, that's interesting. It's yeah, actually uh, a lot of medical professionals get addicted to it. Okay, because it's a pain reliever yeah, or something, and it's readily available in a hospital. Okay. Yeah. What? Here's my question: Was the first like were you Virginia Wolfing it when you were a kid? What? what I mean, what? I I only read like Virginia Wolf later, and I, I don't think I read a lot of her. But I read Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? I think like plays. <laughs> okay. You know, like I'll be, and then Eugene O'Neill was a big one, and I mean Eugene O'Neill like. Is that growing up? Yeah, because they were all in my house. My dad's a playwright. Okay. So when I was like, that was easier too, because plays they read fast, and I was like, as much as I pre- yeah, it's all dialogue. As I try to out. pretend I'm like a smart guy, I'm not. But, you know, so like, I, like Long Day's Journey Tonight, like the intro to that is like, oh Jesus Christ, right? It's just like him talking to his wife about how he's crying and writing this, and it's just like, oh, it doesn't get any better. Who, wow, who wrote that? Eugene O'Neill. Okay, Eugene yeah, O'Neill I've, I've, Long's, read, I've read no Eugene O'Neill. Long, he's got like a sequel because Long Day's Journey is the family and then Moon from the Sea Garden is the brother at the end of his life. Okay. And it is all sad. It's <laughs> all know? sad. Oh, my God. So your dad's a playwright uh-huh. in, in in New York or? It was New York. He lived in L.A. for a little bit like when I was a kid writing for Suzanne Plachette and then Cosby. Right, because why wouldn't he? Yeah, and because uh, that's that's just like Especially plays, you. except for that they're sitcoms. So, talk to me briefly about. Uh, so, you're growing up. All uh, the, the most of the books around the house are plays. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff too. Right. Yeah, but you're drawn to the to the depressing stuff or the sort of slice. Sure. Of- well, I think I wanted to be important, you know, and I still want to be important. Sure. Now I don't want to be as important. Now I just want to be happy, <laughs> as you, you know. Like, right. As you as you pose as you as you plug along. Yeah. Now it's it's funny how those uh, when I was like twelve. Um, you know, it's like, I'm going to win an Oscar. I'm going to do all this. And okay. when you get to like, talk about the pressure of 30. I mean, and my dad was going, a salesman. Yeah. There was no pressure to in, in, in Hollywood at all. Well, I think my parents loved me too much. Like they supported me too much. I wish they had said, oh. Hey, there's also another option. Right. You can do whatever you want. Right. Out, you want to be a plumber? You'd be really yeah. good at it. I bet. Uh, I would be, yeah, I would be manic. I'd probably just be as manic. I'd still be looking at my phone all the time being like, <laughs> Jack got that, got the <laughs> Henderson job. I don't know why everyone says the Henderson account is like. That's the, it's the one you want. One. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a, so, so yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I get, um, I think though, I read the hero stuff because I wanted to be yeah. the hero. So yeah. you're reading. I mean, I had of, comic book phase, but I didn't have it like you or Drucker or Lawrence or anything like that, you know? So like DH Lawrence, did you ever read DH Lawrence? Yeah. I read, um, Lady Chatterley's I, I know. Or? I, I, I've read a lot of his, uh, like, what did I read? <sighs> Fucking. A different one? A different yeah. sad sack one? Yeah, I, did. I remember yeah. that, like, uh, I, I never saw a wild thing feel sorry for itself. Of frozen, Is that a line? Fall frozen. Yeah. Without ever feeling sorry for itself. I remember I saw that because it was, it was on a, um, what, it was, uh, what was it? It was on, it was like I took a hike on mushrooms and it was like written on a bench or something crazy. <laughs> And you're like, that quote is blowing my mind. Yeah, this is such, this is like the most pretentious podcast right now. No, no, this is, this is the way, cause the thing is, is, is all you could do is, is like the thing that you like. Oh yeah. And it's, and it, it might be silly why you like what it. What is it? Sons and Lovers? What's that one? Oh yeah. 
That yeah. sounds right. Okay. That sounds like mm. a book I wouldn't read. Uh, I try because the thing I, I is, I remember I like skimmed it in college. Well, something. that's. I mean, it's always so. People are such sad sacks that you're like, why, why, you know? It's, yeah. uh That that I don't. I don't know what I'm. What you. What I. What I get out of it sometimes. I mean, sometimes it can affect me. You know, where I'm well, like. I think it's like. I think if you like, get what are your favorite on ones? As a kid. Yeah. Tell that story. And then it like justifies like everything that like, well, these people speak to me, so I'll just live as this martyr. Um, right. You know, um, you know, O'Neill was a big one there. I mean, I think it's like Russell Banks. I like a lot. Yeah. What did Russell Banks write? Uh, he wrote like Rule the Bones, Sweet Hereafter. He wrote The Darling. He wrote uh, Continental Divide, I think. I've read... I just read a book of his short stories that are really good. And where are they set? Are they set the 20th uh, century? Yeah. Or, like, well, were they contemporary fiction? Like, yeah, they're, I mean, he has one about this, I think around the, like around the Civil War, which I haven't read. Okay. Um, but most of them are, are contemporary. I and mean, are like, they he has family? one in Liberia. Okay. Are um, they, are they, are they one, are they a solo guy? Um, no, I mean, like, my favorite is The Sweet Hereafter, which was made a movie, which is just this horrible tragedy. Uh, hits a town and then it's just the town. It's a bus accident with kids in it. Okay, and it's just the town reacting to that, and it's all the people who are families of the kids. And that's hilarious. And like, what? <laughs> I love. You know what I'm gonna read? I'm what? gonna get a book where a bunch of kids die in the beginning, and then everyone's sad for 320 pages. After right? That. Yeah, and it's like the lawyer. It's mostly like whether or not they're gonna sue the company. Like that's the whole. Okay. You know, and it's uh, it's great. Okay. It's yeah. Really good. And so the movie is not as good. Well, fair but, enough. That'll happen. But it's mm-hmm. so. Is it? Is it the character development? Uh, yeah. I mean, they get to a point. I mean, there's one because if particularly the write, girl gets kind of paralyzed, there's a there's a really kind of really depressing but cool arc I think for her. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of blanking on some of the other arcs for the. No, no, but I mean, but but in but an author like Russell Banks. Yeah. Is it is it the the fact that that he can make those those sad experiences real. Yeah, is that what I mean, it is? that's I guess so. Yeah, that must I mean, be part of it, right? That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, because shit happens. Yeah, sad shit goes down. Yeah, uh, when I cry in a book, yeah. it's a it's it's a it's a romantic comedy, and there's been a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh what my god, she heard so that wrong. I read that comic book. The oh that blank oh that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a sad yeah. sad comic book. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, uh, we have that. Sure. Yeah, that so and Black Hole, I think I read on the same week. Our Crumb, I've uh, yeah, read I some really of that. Yeah, I haven't read any of that. You're, it's fine. Uh, yeah. So, but it's, but, but I do, I, I, I think it's, what they do is they, they take a terrible situation. Yeah. And they take real people in that situation, like a Russell Banks author. Yeah. And then, and then what they can do is they can describe, the, describe the arc of, how a person might react to that, like different people. Yeah. Are they funny sometimes? Um, I don't remember really Russell Banks being funny at all. Fair, fair enough. I mean, another I mean, one of my favorite writers is Joan Didion, which she's definitely not funny. You know, I've like, heard of her. Your Magical Thinking, and then she did a sequel to that about, called like Blue Nights, I feel like, or Blue Night. One was about her daughter dying, one was about her, her husband dying. Um, which is one of the. And dudes. they were non-fictions. There were memoirs. memoirs, and then she wrote some fiction too. She wrote like, she wrote like her big book was a like a series of this was a series of non-fiction journals called Slatching Towards Bethlehem. Okay. Um, and then she wrote like a bunch of um, like the last thing he wants really good, and it's about like Iran Contra. Okay. It's like yeah. a lot of it's like a you know I like her because she's trying to like especially last thing he wanted played as it lays. It's kind of like about a Hollywood star. 
like a heroine is kind of like aging, you know. Okay. And it's it's like somebody dealing with their past throughout the whole. Okay. Book. Is it? It feels. I mean, it's it it's it feels like a way that you could deal with your own shit. Right. I don't have much shit to deal with, though. I mean, most of my shit is just myself bringing on my shit. Well, no, it's imaginary is, shit. Yeah, but, which is a manifestation of. I mean, everybody's got it. Right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has the same thing. But I mean, like, yeah. if you have a Joan Didion situation where you're like, "Oh, the Iran Contra," <laughs> that's just like when Bill didn't like me at you know, right, right by the water cooler. Or some right. Fucking and I thing. think that show, that book too. It's like, you know, there's important people in the book. And, right. You know. Right. Right. But I mean, if if you can extrapolate to, like, uh, oh, this guy, I this guy saw a bunch of kids die and yeah. he lived through it. Is that some of it too? I think so. I think it's more about wanting to feel important and sad. And also, there is a t- are they a thing like about smart moving. books? I mean, that I think that like some of them are, but I think like a lot of it, it's you want to know that you're moved. You know? Okay. I love you know, that. Are able to move? Are able to be moved? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I am alive. Yeah. I think that there's definitely that. I had a, you know. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that, that's fascinating. It's, yeah. so your favorite ones are usually, um, sort of contemporary. I mean, it's not like you're. Yeah. You're, I mean, I've read like Ethan Frome and like that kind uh, of. I wanted to cut my really wrist when I, yeah. super, I read it when I was 13. We had to read that. Yeah, we had to read was, a separate piece. Yeah. Oh, I read separate, yeah, the yeah. whole required reading. Right, right. Read, Lord uh, of the Flies. Thomas Wolfe and that kind of yeah, stuff. And, I was, uh, yeah. The, I mean, it's, you're already depressed when you're 13. I don't know. Yeah. It's sort of why The Hunger Games feels better than Ethan Frome, right? For a 13-year-old. Right, because yeah. It's sad sack and dystopian. Well, Ethan Frome is like such a – it's so outdated. It's just this old, miserable man. Who yeah, it doesn't hold up as well as – No, it it's just in the end like he <laughs> dies of a carriage accident. It's like the most, <laughs> I forget what it, how it ends, but – um, Right, right. Uh, I think he does actually. Yeah. It's a snowy, it's a snowy winter yeah, day. Yeah, it's a snowy winter, and then they fucking. Uh, yeah, and then that's people a just die. There's, I, I feel like people might have froze to death in it. Yeah. There was, uh, there was things happening that you're like, well, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You're, you're living in Philadelphia. Please don't, <laughs> don't let that happen. <laughs> and uh, so that's, yeah. But yeah, but I read a bunch of like Stephen King and stuff too. And, oh yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, I've tried to read uh, Stephen King. I've never been able to. Really, I yeah. would think that that would be up your. Uh, up, up, up my, uh, up my thing. But uh, sometimes uh, the one that I tried, I tried the stand, and it was too scary. Well, you, yeah, the stand is like, and at the end of it, it's so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, then he's got some great ones that are. I've read his son's stuff, Joe Hill. Oh, I did too. I read uh, Nosferatu. I read uh, Lock and Key. It's a graphic novel. I haven't read and, Lock and Key. Yeah, I haven't read. No, I haven't read Nosferatu his prose yet. Is like but... a modern Dracula. Okay. Thing. It's really cool. Is it? Is it? I'll tell you. Lock and Key was super scary, but for some reason, I can read a scary graphic novel, but not a scary prose. It's interesting. Because I, I think my imagination gets more uh, engaged when I'm thinking about the prose. Yeah, this is uh It's creepy. I, you know, I think Joe. It's interesting. Like his son is a. How do I want to say this? His son is like has a better grasp of language than Stephen King. He's like almost a better writer, but Stephen King tells a better story. Oh, that's interesting. Because uh, sometimes you're he like, he was probably better educated because he had Stephen right. King's money, and right. yeah, I didn't to even really think about that. with the diagramming of sentences and the uh, right. and, and 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 all the big words. Yeah, but Stephen King's still crazy. I thought, um, what's it called? I wasn't able to get through the Mister Whatever. The, the did you read 1963? Whatever. I haven't read that. What did I read? The I read the sequel to Shining, Doctor Sleep. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Data Gold recommended that 1963 book, so I asked for it for my Christmas. Uh, it's some guy trying to, like, reverse the JFK assassination, right? Yeah. And I, <coughs> I couldn't even start it because it was too big. 
It yeah. was, I was like, I, I want to read this on the airplane, <coughs> but I'm on three times a week. Yeah. But I can't possibly, uh, do Gotta it. Gotta get it on the Kindle. No, I don't, I, I can't, I can't, uh, initially read something on a Kindle. Uh, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta, I can reread my, my heart's content on a Kindle, but I can't. That's interesting. I can, and I, and I've been thinking about just getting it on Audible. And yeah, trying that's not to, a bad idea. Trying to do it. Just I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna definitely get, I'm gonna read that one. That's gonna be. Yeah, that's, one. that's great. So what, um, yeah, so, are there, what are the plays that, like, cause I, there was, remember mm-hmm. that jo- Shepherd play? Sam Shepherd, yeah, I love Shepherd. It's, I, I only saw the one about, about the toast. About the yeah. two, the, the, the writer oh, and true, the, true West, yeah. yeah true West. I that's saw the it only with Philip one that, Seymour Hoffman and, uh, John C. Riley. It was oh incredible. Oh my god, that's that was amazing. That's one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, live theater. It's, Sometimes it's easier. It's great. Yeah, it's hard for me, uh, to read plays as, as much as, uh, as, as watch them. Mm-hmm. It's just better. I mean, yeah. I, it's 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 the way they were supposed to be seen. So I don't think I'm 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 making any kind of stand here. Yeah, it depends. I mean, if you read like Sarah Kane, Sarah Kane, or Carol Churchill, I think like you can get some stuff from the page that sometimes you can't get from. Oh, that's neat. Because they're even how the stage directions are written. Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, that's exciting. So, so because I mean, you're that's di- really dark stuff. I mean, there's some stuff like. Like, like Sarah Kane has been blasted, which I think is either about the Balkans or Bosnia. It's really fucking dark. Really? She's got a lot of dark shit. She killed herself, I think. I wow, man. And then stand up <laughs> comedy. And stand up, sure, yeah. It's, uh, it just, it came out of all of this. Well, I used to write, and I was writing plays. I won the Stephen Sondheim, like, Young Playwrights Award. Yeah. When I was 18 and I got to college and I was, man. well, thank you. It's been a slow downhill slope since then. <laughs> well, but I've been, I'd, the thing, the problem is when you win that shit, you're like, it's hard to be proud of it, you know, whatever, 15 years later, but yeah. you still should, I swear to God. I, I, well, I should call him up because I have the original script from it, but I need to, yeah. maybe if I can get a fucking award thing or something, uh, like a printout. Um, you could just put it on your website. My father, my father recommends I make up awards. That I'm, uh, that, that I won like comedy contests. I just want a telly. I don't even know what that fucking means. What is it? It's like an integrated marketing with comedy award. <laughs> like, that does not sound real. No, that sounds that like is the not, perfect thing. That, that's, I just, like, I think I was writing for this Miller Lite web series. Okay. Which I mean, it was just a ridiculous award to get. That's an advertising um, writing award. Well yeah. played. Well played. Yeah, yeah. And, I can go to any conference in Grand Rapids with that. <laughs> Throw it down. Yeah. But the, um, but those, I mean, but the Sondheim Award, that's a, that's, that was a big thing. That's genuinely a neat thing. I was in the conference. Yeah. They did like a, you know, it was kind of like they did, it was kind of sucked because like for our year and the year before and they would put four of the plays up. Yeah. And they did it for two years. They usually just do it with one year. So the play's been put up. Well, I got a staged reading, but then four people from the other play got a, Actual run. So I got a stage reading, so I got a couple performances. Okay. Um, but it was, I didn't get the next one, but I also did better than all the other people. So yeah. it was like in the middle thing. Um, and then I got to college and I kind of got drunk and all the plays I wrote were like vaguely absurdist. And then I wrote something about the Great Depression and it was like, I really should have done more research. There's some great language in there, I thought. Right. But, so uh, maybe there's, so how many plays do you have sort of sitting around oh, that you probably could? Probably like 10. Yeah, you so know, but I, mean, I really should only have three, three of them together and, I need and to make write them amazing. It. I'll write a new one. You know what I mean? I, I wrote like one thing in college. I was kind of proud of, and then after that, um, yeah, and then I kind of want to combine because I was an actor in college too. Yeah. So I figured combine both things, and you know, I really haven't written any. I mean, I wrote like a serial comic movie that didn't go anywhere, but besides that, it's mostly. Been- and it got made. No. Oh, okay. This oh, is a enough. screenplay. Okay. Um, I've I'm- sold three shows. None of them got made. 
Right. So none of them got in a pilot yet. So well, hopefully you just so lived that, off of that money. Like that a was good. Yeah, yeah. It that turns was out that was cool. It was like a job. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining. But uh, but it's the interesting thing is that is is that there's there's work there. You know, I mean, there's yeah. there's stuff to do. And were the stuff were the plays that you wrote were they comedies or were they no? Like, they were super some, dark. There as were well. some comedies, and a lot of them weren't good. They were very. How long have you been doing stand-up? Allow me to weed off into my own. Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. And yeah. so, you were like, I, I'm gonna do stand-up. Yeah. From doing all well, of these. Well, I did a lot of comedy dark. in high school. I did like sketch stuff and I did stand-up twice. It was terrible. And then I did it once again in college and it went pretty good even though I was going up against actors. So of course, well, I was better than the they were. The first three times you did stand-up? Yeah. Nobody. I don't, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine started doing stand up and he, he said, Hey, I recorded my first, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my first open mic. I, I put it on YouTube for you and I was like, I'm going to do us both a favor and not watch that. And also take it down. You should probably take that. To, you should keep it and then laugh at yourself. The only 10 time years I've heard now. of someone never bombing and I actually believe it is I heard Sinbad never bombed. <laughs> not ever. No. Which kind of makes me think like, out of his- yeah, I was like, maybe that's true. It's the only, if anyone else had said, yeah, anybody else had said they'd never bombed, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> but for some reason, I feel like, yeah, maybe Sinbad found that ripple in time. Right. And he's super charming. So he might have known coming out the gate how to milk the goodwill of the right, audience. Right. That's what I think. Which isn't opposing to me where it's like, yeah. I just look like I want to crash on your couch by the end of my set. <laughs> right. And you're like, no, I have to win your trust in Immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, I'm gonna get you another diet coke, oh, if you no like. Worries. And then, um, and, but I'm curious about this transfer from, so you did some stand-up, so you were interested in, in comedy. Yeah. But you didn't, when you wrote, it didn't come out comedically. It came out No, it came and, out and sad. dramatically. And I remember, dramatic. yeah, I wouldn't know, I was watching, I was I like drunk after going. breakup, and I was like, I watched like, uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw or something, I was like, oh, I needed, yeah. I need to do this, you know. Yeah. Looking back on it now, it's very homophobic, but oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Still obs- you know, Whenever I see that, that homophobia with comics that I like, yeah, I'm always confused. I'm like, you know, I Thank know you. that that guy's a good guy. Like, did you see Top 5? I have not seen it, no. Uh, is there homophobia in that? Yeah, there's a anal rape scene with a guy. A, oh, that's a woman weird. jams a. Uh, this is a spoiler. Do you know why? Do you know why it's a spoiler? Because it's a horrible scene that I wish I had been prepared for. Yeah. Because there's probably five good scenes in the movie and yeah. probably forty great lines, which is mm-hmm. more than most romantic comedies. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson, her her boyfriend, it, it comes out he might be gay. So yeah. they show a flashback of her jamming a tampon up his ass with hot sauce on it. But how was that rape? Because uh, he wanted it, right? No. No, no, he did not. Wait, what? Then why did she do it? Uh, he, she, he wanted her, I think, to stick her thumb up his ass. And she, uh, he was rude to her at dinner. So, so a- the stakes were raised super high all yeah. of a sudden. And then all of a sudden she puts hot sauce on a tampon and jams it up his ass. And then there's a physical him flopping around thing where you're right. like, um, I, and I've, I've been trying to figure out why, why Chris Rock, why? Right. Because Chris Rock is that, isn't. I guess that's a gray area as far as rape, right? I guess it's. No, no, there's no gray area there. Yeah. That's, uh, someone, think about, think yeah. about you not knowing. Yeah, I guess that would be rape. Yeah, this item, shoving, shoving it, it up, up your, your ass. ass. 
you didn't know it was coming and it's covered in hot sauce. Is that yeah. not offensive at all? Does that I not... guess that I guess it's more assault. Yeah, that's sexual assault. Yeah. Mostly because it's a sexual yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so, I guess you're right. I guess yeah, I just no gray area there, I guess I'm friend. just starting to think about uh things that have happened to me and I'm like, I don't want to say that was rape then. <laughs> that I've done, that that you didn't ask for that things. I didn't ask for and I'm like, yeah, what I just let's move well, on from that emotionally. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, but, no, no. I mean no, the thing, no, but no. what happens is is you know, when when shit happens that you didn't ask for it on in a, it's, it's, yeah, I guess the it's very just least whenever it's a girl assault. and a guy, when it's a girl doing it to a guy, it never, right, then it's just comedy. That's the problem. Yeah. Cause Where, it isn't, it wasn't funny. Cause I, you know, but it's fucked up, but I wouldn't feel as bad for my guy. If that happened to you, I'd feel terrible. But if it happened to like, right, like Sean well, Donnelly, I would think it was kind of funny, which right? is fucked up. Right, right. It isn't okay. I'm not gonna, but the thing I'm is, not is, justify is it, and but, the fact that Sean Donnelly may be crying. And, yeah. and, and just lying there. Why have I laughed? Yeah. Well, you're just up. like, oh man, man, walk it off, fucker. Walk and, it off. Uh, That's true. I also uh, have bad, I think I've, I and, know, and, and, and if that guy would have turned around and beat the shit out of that woman, he would have, uh, the audience would have turned on him. But right. the thing is, would you is have turned I, on him? No, no, no. I wanted him to punch her in the goddamn face. Really? Yeah. Which I don't, I don't believe in hitting at all. I don't right. believe in I don't believe in jamming shit up my ass either. But uh, but that's and, but if it was consensual, right, yeah. I'm all for it. You know, if you know it's if you know it's yeah. coming, shall we say? Um, yeah. So that I mean, it was the weirdest scene in that movie. Right. It pulled me. It totally took me out of that movie. Going, what the hell just happened to this romantic comedy? Right. And and I and I was trying to figure out because I love Chris Rock. I yeah. genuinely think he's smart, funny, empathetic. And I don't think he's particularly homophobic, and I don't think he's particularly anything on purpose, right? Yeah. So I think he just, he was like, I think there's supposed to be one of these physical things in this movie. You know, like the hangover? I mean, you can do, you know, you can look at that any way you want. I mean, there's just going to be bad stuff in every movie you don't like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, like... Two weeks notice. There's something bad in two weeks notice. I haven't seen two weeks notice. No one should. No one should. Yeah, it's I a perfectly that... innocuous movie. Yeah, yeah. Kate and Leopold, there's nothing wrong with that movie. Right, right there's there. nothing wrong. That's also not good, right? Uh, <laughs> it's just adorable. It's just From adorable. From the beginning to the end. It's, uh, it's no. just, just, I think we, what we, uh, what happens is we get so wrapped up in like how good the good parts are that if there's anything bad that it's we eventually it's yeah. glaring but you know i mean and i and i and i don't want to figure it out too. he is totally as just a director trying, maybe not as a stand-up but as a director as a director completely right. it's like when somebody said that it was his annie hall i said don't make him yeah don't raise don't raise the bar that high right because i genuinely like annie hall yeah annie hall's great it's a perfect and movie. um it's it's almost perfect and this thing is not this what do you think is not perfect about annie hall I don't have anything that yeah, perfect about anyhow. It's, perfect. it's one of the. It, I don't think there's a bad scene. I think the only thing that's imperfect is that how many probably shitty female characters Diane Keaton's great character in that. Well, oh, compared the, to the magic pixie dream girl, it almost yeah. like because she's really grand and great, but then they would try to do it in every movie again, and it was like, ugh, all right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like like Shawshank Redemption. There's not a bad scene in right. Shawshank. Redemption. I've only seen bits and pieces, so right. It's well, it's and it's and it's a very simple movie. Yeah. As is Annie Hall. Yeah. But it's, they're both kind of perfect in the yeah. way that there isn't a bad scene in it. But Chris Rock, that's like his second movie. Did you see Good Hair? No, I hear that was good. It's awesome. 
Yeah. And all of the, and it's not, a, it's not his second, I don't think. I think he had a, he, he had, had that, something else too? Something in the middle there, yeah. Okay. So. I think I love my wife. I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's working on it, but I'll tell you this about top five, the other thing. Rosario Dawson, yeah. the only actor. Everyone else? A, yeah. A comic. comic or a musician. God, she's so smoking. And you can tell. Yeah. She is the only one who is actually living the words. In the scene. Yeah. And everyone else I think it's very hard with talk. comics. And I, I've become way shittier of an actor because of comedy. Like with comics, almost every comic I've seen, with the exception, I think there's some good ones, uh, good comedic actors. I think like Louie is one of them. Uh, I think like Oswald is close, you know. Well, you, you have to... It's, but they learned on camera. It's good. Yeah, they're they're good. They're all they're all good. Like Pat Nozzle, Lucy K is really good, or like Bamford's really good. But like I can't like a lot of the times when you see comedians acting shit, yeah, you see them like uh, thinking about what they're what they're saying, you know? Right, right. Because they're not they're they're not living the organic sort of right. acting part of it. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest. I said this on the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, which yeah. is, um, I can't stand Matthew McConaughey. I don't like him, right. but I think the guy's an empty vessel, and you can pour a script into him, and he'll become whoever you want. Uh, you didn't like True Detective? No, I, I can't watch it. Well, it's, it's great. I know. I understand uh, there's a lot of really, really wonderful, wonderful work going on out there. And I didn't love him before that, but... it's uh, Yeah, I'd, I could... Uh, I'm, I'm okay. He's As far as I'm concerned, he's the rich man's Woody Harrelson, and Woody Harrelson... Well, Woody Harrelson's in True Detective. Uh, right. They're in it together, and he bugs me. And, uh, oh come on! They're I know great. It. they're both great. I know it. That's what I hear. Yeah, but uh, and and I and I know I'm wrong. It is a very guy show, though. It's and it's fine. It's uh, it's there's yeah, there's just there's stuff that I that I that I want to watch, but I haven't been able to. So, but it's yeah, like you like you you were also saying that you kind of like serial killers. Oh yeah, I watched that. That's that's become a problem. What is it? Is there TV shows know. about serial? I mean, there's Dexter. You know, I got Isn't really in my last breakup. I think I got really into it in April. <laughs> this whole year, I what I have can, you been watching or reading? Nothing or? but YouTube tr- documentaries about it. I mean, oh really? Yeah, I read like, like trash. I've been reading trash about it. Like I got really into like, like that last podcast trash? on the on the <laughs> left is really great. It's Henry Zabrowski and Ben Kissel's podcast. So I would like listen to those, and I would like. Start like I blame them. Henry's a friend of mine. We've worked together. It's so weird when you get into something that's your friends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then I started like just going on this rabbit hole of like every night before I go to bed, I'll watch like a serial killer documentary. And How is that affecting your sleep? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say. Oh my I think god, that's hilarious. Cigarettes are far worse, but yeah, <laughs> not great. No. So not who? Healthy. But wh- how do you? How can there be, you know, I've had M- Michelle McNamara has been, been on the program a couple yeah. of times and she does truecrimediary.net where she's yeah. trying to find the, I would love to get on that. The, I don't think she has a podcast. Podcast. Yet. So I think she had, did two or three episodes and then, yeah. but all she does is research to try to find these people. And I think she had a, a, a meeting at, uh, to have a TV show. Yeah. But I think she more just wants to research these people and see if yeah. she can figure out who the Zodiac killer was. And yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. It's probably Arthur Lee Allen, like from all the physical evidence. But yeah, I don't know who that is. Who is uh, that? He was the guy. They, he was the first suspect, and then um, they, you know, they said his writing didn't match, and there okay. was like, a, or I forget what the reason or technicalities was. or there's a lot of technicalities. But you know, I don't know. Zodiac's like my favorite movie. It's like top five favorite movies. So okay, so that. and that's a fictionalized account of it, right? Well, not really. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's like it's as much as a fictionalized thing as any. 
Oh, it's a, more movie. of a reenactment. Yeah, it's because, a movie. You because, know, but so. but it's 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 factually correct as to yeah, what facts Yeah, you know, they it's have. like Lincoln or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, you know, a biodrama. Yeah, and um, I uh, I'm opening up a sea salt. What does it say? A dark chocolate. So you have to say it in a pirate dark voice. Oh yeah, because it's sea salt. Arr, think of something that makes you smile, matey. <laughs> and uh, that's not too dark. Uh. Uh-uh. That's not too dark, but if you said a dark promise in a dark voice, oh, then it'll then it becomes dark. Well, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I guess that then I really should sleep in late tomorrow. That's what I they, don't know what you should do with the peppermint bark ones, though. We haven't figured out what. Um, Explore your sexuality. I feel like I don't know. That would be what a peppermint chocolate was. Uh, so when you what, what are you what are you doing? Going to YouTube and just type oh in the my word God, serial yeah, there's killer. There's a ton of stuff that you can watch. I mean, I could tell you that you know the guys. Well, I got really into like you know the big like John Wayne Gacy. I think is like if a stand-up comedian was going to become a serial killer, it would be John Wayne Gacy. Was he a stand-up comic? No, but like was the he a personality. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a ser- he's he a killed about thirty-two. I think the thirty-four. Where? In his house, uh, in his basement, he would bury him in his basement. It was what a, city? It Boston? was in uh, no, it was in no. Wisconsin, I think, or Chicago. No, in Chicago. no, no. We have Ed Gein. Look it up. We have Ed Gein no, and Ed Gein, Jeffrey, Ed Gein, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, okay. Those are I think two. it was Chicago. Then when we look it up right now, because it's going to drive me nuts. But right. um, I think he was kind of. A, but what's crazy about him was he is like one of my favorite lines, <laughs> which is oh, ever yeah. when they discovered like thirty-two bodies in his house. He said. Uh, I'm not guilty of murder. The only thing I'm guilty of is running a mortuary without a license. And oh I thought God. that was like the most amazing fucking thing that I've ever heard. That is great. In That's, my entire life. Remember that story about that guy who's who's on stage in like Kansas or whatever? And Yes, uh, Chicago. Sorry. Oh, the yeah. Chicago guy? Yeah. And he's got blood coming out of his nose? Chicago. I don't know why I didn't think of it. And it's dripping on his shirt. And the audience is staring at him and finally wipes his nose. He looks at his hand and he goes, well, you people don't party here. <laughs> and, uh, you're like, hmm, you need some help. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, a uh, it's from the eighties. Anyway, when a lot more Coke was being done. There was a lot. Yeah. I heard, I forget who I was talking to. I just did Zanies in Chicago. That's why I can't believe I didn't remember it. Right. Um, cause John Wayne Gacy right there from Chicago. He's right there from Chicago. Was and he's he got the most the Chicago personality. Chicago he was like the suburbs around suburbs. Okay. I don't know the why. Suburbs? Suburbs around <laughs> suburbs. I'm from the suburbs, but it was around Chicago, and he, yeah, he was just, uh, just a, obviously, uh, as Dave Hill would say, a little much. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thirty-two he, women that they found, thirty-two boy, like boys for the most part, like, oh. like boys, like teen, like fifteen, sixteen, and then young, young 20. men. Early, okay. he would hire them for his construction company, and then he would do something called uh, the rope trick, which Uh-oh. he was a magi- he was a clown too, so. That's his thing. Oh, he was dressed as a clown. He was a performer. Yeah, he was a performer. He was a clown. All this is vague. And then they would get like he's like, "What's the rope trick?" Uh, uh, oh, and, and then, then that's he how would he just would... like put the ropes. And he goes, "All right, what the kid be like? What's the trick? Is trick is you're fucked." And then he would just strangle him to death. Wow. Now, do they know that he said that? Like, did uh, anyone live I, from um, him? I, that's, that's what he would say. I guess like you know, cause he's one of those guys. A lot of these serial killers don't like admit to shit, and then they'll take it back. And then they'll okay, because they're yeah, yeah. you know fucking psychotics. And right, right, they're a mess. They want to like they want to take credit, and then all of a sudden they realize like, oh, maybe I can get out of jail. Maybe I can undo the words. They're a mess because yeah. that's how I describe somebody who. Uh, yeah, is, I'm a mess. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been a mess. Right. That's not a mess. That's psychopathic crazy talk. Right. I, and I, you know, like Gacy. Bundy. I don't think there was any help. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. You couldn't Where's help he from? those guys. Was he Boston? He was Co- uh, Colorado, Colorado, oh. in California. I think. So wrong. Then Florida. His last. I know his last massacre 
was in Florida. And he did multiple uh, killings at a time? Well, he had a, his rampage phase at the end where he, he went into a sorority and killed like four of them. Four people? Because uh, he, he, and he got out. He was a very charming guy. But I don't think that you could have helped like the Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy. I think you could have helped, um, like Jeffrey Dahmer because he's burned from Warrington from not. He died in four, but where did he? Ted his, Bundy, are you talking this about? Is Ted Bundy. But like, I, I think that like, um, I, you know, yeah, I think that like he, um, was one of these guys, Dahmer. He could have, uh, he could have like, if he was on medication, he right. maybe could have been okay. Cause a lot of it was so tied in. Cause he didn't, he didn't like murdering people. He liked sleeping people. He liked sleeping with, he couldn't be intimate with another man. Okay. So only if the person was murdered could he hold him. Oh, weird. Could he be with him? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he would kill these young Asian men because he wanted to cuddle. Yeah, and then he would like he well, would try to make one his love zombie. Yeah, you're trying to make love love zombie. What, how so? Um, he how would okay Washington. He would he tried to drill a hole in his head and put like, um, and put like some sort of like medicine like the, goo in it or something it. to bring yeah, him back then, to life or something. Yeah, or right, Washington. Mostly it was Washington, I guess. Um, Are you talking about Ted Bundy? Ted again? Bundy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I forget what he did. He like poured. He drilled a hole in his head, and I guess he read that he could like. If he put in some, I guess he put in, I forget what he put in there, but that he could like keep the guy alive. Right. And like make him do whatever he said, but he kept the guy alive a little bit. Like that Asian guy who stumbled out, but he, uh, he obviously, the zombie thing was crazy. So. Is that how they caught Jeffrey Dummer? Some, no, some Asian guy No, they let him come out? back. That's the craziest part of it. Like the way that the police were there, I guess, was that like they saw this naked Asian stumbling guy walking down the hallways. That Dahmer had drugged and like fucked with. Right. And then Dahmer came out and they were about to arrest the Asian guy. Dahmer came out and he goes, officer, I'm so sorry. He's with me. Uh, I won't. And then the officer's like, all right, just bring him home. And then Dahmer killed him after that. Uh, wow. So he let him back in. The reason he got caught is because his fucking apartment started to smell like dead bodies. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think the cops were there for something else. And, the, and these serial killers, mostly white dudes, right? No, there's a lot of black guys. I think there's more black guys. Just like one of those things. Like that's the one thing white guys get stereotyped with. I think there's more white guys, but uh, there's black serial killers too. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's open to everyone. I think. Yeah, like that's sort of insane. Is there Asians? Is there is there a a no? I don't know many Asians. There's probably Asians. Well, there's Chinese serial killers, but because it's like a communist country, or I guess not even a communist, but like a. You know, it's a totalitarian, I don't know what yeah. you would call it, but you know, like, a lot of the stuff, that's why, like, the, ch- like, in Russia, the, uh, Andre Chichilla, Chichilla, whatever the guy, the fucking chessboard killer there, he didn't get caught forever because that's just like, that's just not something they were going to admit there. You know what I mean? Like, so a lot of the times it really depends on, cause if Are you they- have a country that doesn't value the individual, you right. know, like, then they're like, well, then, you know, that's impossible that this individual went crazy and like. Okay. So, which is kind of nuts. But when they catch him, like, in well, a they totality, put him to death. They just kill him. Yeah, right? well, they, they put him on trial and put him to death and. Okay. To be fair, I'm mean, against the was death a penalty, Russian... but fair probably in that case, you know. Well, I'm not going to mourn the guy. Yeah. So, but I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix that. Right. So, but the, so there was, there were Soviet, like, or Russian, Serial killer, a chessboard killer. Yeah, it was. Why was that? Chichilla. Um, I forget why now. I, I, do. I mean, besides a nutbag, but um, did he did he kill? Did he play chess? Is that why they call? I totally forget. They <laughs> they kind of like. I guess I know less about serial killers than I do. 
Right. I'm really, I, I, and from this podcast, what you could tell is that I'm a great first date. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> the thing about the Dork Forest is that everyone has uh, a lot of information and then, yeah. and then it all fades out and you're like, now I'm just guessing on the thing that I love a lot, <laughs> which is fair enough, uh, I say. Yeah, I'm trying to, Andre Chikatilo, why was he called? Wait, was he called the Forest Strip Killer? Then who was the fucking chessboard killer? Was that? I'm sorry. No, that here's the butcher Russell. Who was the chessboard killer? I fucked that up. Oh well, don't uh, worry about it. Chessboard one. Now I'm like, I gotta find the chessboard killer. This is the problem when you do a a, a podcast about stuff you like. Then it's like it, you like, now you're obsessed. You're not like, even thinking about being interesting. More. You're like, I need to. Like, now I do, now I actually chessboard need to killer. Figure sorry, out. that was Alexander Pushkin. Pushkin. Six. Okay, and his the chessboard killer said his aim was to kill sixty four people. The number of squares. On a chessboard. Sick. And I forget how what many year, we what got was, to. What was his lifespan? That was, uh, he was he born. He is still alive. Oh, really? Um, no, uh, did he die? No, he's not died. He was <laughs> date apprehended was 2006. He is oh. age 40. His kill victims are from anywhere from, uh, 48 to 60. So he, he wasn't, uh, all, a all Russian was, serial killer. He was just looking for numbers. How many did he get yes. to out of 64? Uh, well, he said he's believed to have killed at least 49 people and possibly as many of 60 as 60. So. All right. Well, so he didn't make it. So he can't do that move where you move your rook and your king yeah. to opposite sides because he didn't have all the pieces. Yeah. He got wiped um, in prison with the first 15 years to be spent in solitary confinement, uh, which you must go insane after that. Yeah. You're insane to begin with. And then they stick you in solitary, which is actually against the Geneva Convention. So. Right. That's crazy. Now, conspiracy theory. 64 people though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe you lost your. Marbles lost before your going dignity. in. Maybe. Yeah. It really depends. Cause that's like a crazy question. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty liberal, but like, I'm always like, I think it depends on the serial killer. Cause some people like this vampire sacra, <laughs> the Sacramento, the vampire Sacramento, the guy who was no. like, Went on like a four day where he was like drinking baby's blood and shit. He was like doing vampire shit. But because it was like four or five days in a row and it was a clear psychotic break, yeah. I'm willing to say, okay, that's a guy who probably, you know, shouldn't be treated with solitary confinement. He probably should be medicated and maybe, you know, like gratified. Maybe, maybe but a guy who so kills want- 60 people over a 20 year span and does it methodically. Yeah. Maybe that's a – maybe fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not a – Maybe that's like a not like – you know, then if you – something if you're able to keep your shit together that long, then that's kind of where I'm like, well, I'll fuck you then. You know, like maybe then that's a different situation. You know what I mean? It certainly seems like a different situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't – yeah, I mean – I've, yeah, I've never been interested in murderers, so I don't, yeah. I, I don't ever think about no, like Derek the psychology. Derek really into it too, and uh. What's the psychology of the different people who'd murder, right? I mean, I think it's all Is different. I mean, I think that you can have like, you know, like if you have somebody who's going through, like, for instance, if you like the guy who shot up the Denver movie theater, the guy who shot up Virginia Tech, like that's a clear psychotic break. Right, the kid who shot up Santa Barbara. It, it all, yeah, it all depends, like, cause then you think like, well, maybe we could have helped these people. Right. Then maybe not, but then you weren't about like the guys from like Columbine, for instance. I read that book Columbine. Okay. Um, which is great, great. I really recommend it. It came out years after it. I forget who wrote it now, but you know, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. I forget which one, but like there's a clear, deli- like there's a clear, um, I guess like in with those two, like one of the guys was going through manic depression. He was having a psychotic break. He could have been helped. Right. And the other guy was a sociopath and okay. just wanted to do it. 
you know, okay. and they were both, and he was popular too. And that's what some people don't, don't, right. don't forget. Everybody, that whole trench coat mafia thing was bullshit. Okay. Uh, like these kids were like, they weren't the most popular, but they weren't by any means picked on. Right. They weren't outcasts. No, well. but one yeah. was going through some serious psychological, and the other one was a fucking sociopath. Right. So, and how can you really help? I don't think you can help somebody who's in that category. Like, that's really my, I think that there's like, some people, like, it's like that dark night thing. Like, some people just want to watch the world burn. Like, some people, they can come from a good family. It doesn't fucking matter. I right. feel like that there's some people who are just born without that empathy gene or something. Right. Know? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, there's some, but the, the different kinds of murder, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's murders that are just crimes of passion, one off. Right. You've killed somebody. Yeah. There's an American sniper guy. That guy's just doing his job, right? Yeah, kind of. That's, well, that, his job <laughs> that was that to guy. shoot people, right? Right, yeah. And so you he realize did. he was also psychotic, like when you look more into that guy. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh. Just a complete fucking liar, but. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that guy. All I know he is. He lied about but, shootouts that he was but, having. But anybody, yeah. but anybody yeah. who is a sniper, right? Well, yeah, it's like, well, if you even look at like, you know, Vietnam, like the massacres that they had over there and, you talk to those people and you think of all the fucked up shit they did and then you talk to them afterwards and you're like, they're like normal. And it's like, I was at a time where I was forced to do this. Yeah. So I think everybody's willing to bend at that point. But you know, right. well, like if you're, you're put under stress, by people yes, that, that have, there's, there's, you're 19 years old and, and from the top down, you have this horrible role model that is telling mm-hmm. you that it's okay to rape and that yeah. it's okay to murder and it's yeah. okay, and children and women and child unarmed, soldiers yeah anybody right yeah so it's it's there's a lot of psychology to it which yeah. has got to be kind of fascinating but the the serial killer thing especially over time yeah like they caught like sometimes they catch them and sometimes they don't right no, there's, I'm sure there's, you know, like if you look at like the lost highway or that like highway in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Where like, you know, 50, like tons of women disappear, you know? Okay. Like I, they probably haven't caught I'm a lot a, of those guys. Right. I don't know about, uh, yeah. Is it like, I, I hear that the, the, like they lose people at the Appalachian Trail over on the East Coast. Yeah. Like well, people, people go on like, and yeah, maybe they get killed and, and, and hidden somewhere and you think that that might be a serial killer or is that just... So many people do. Well, the, the FBI doesn't keep, keep a missing, uh, person support, like children supporter. I feel like that that's it. They don't keep like a miss, cause the, I think the number would be fucking daunting. Wanna, oh, the, the, that's, check myself. that's not a, that, that's not a thing is like if the missing people per state or they don't do a national list or they don't do... Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now. FBI. It sounds... Miss- it sounds like a good idea not to do a nationalist if you don't want a giant panic attack. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's also like, you know, I, I, but the, I it's guess like, it's like the national ID card. Everyone's yeah. like, why? Cause you know, I got a DUI in Wisconsin. Oh yeah. And then I got it, or I got a DUI in, in Minnesota and then I got yeah. a DUI here, but uh. it was counted as a first DUI in both states. Oh, that's great. Because yeah, it worked out for me <laughs> and because, um, because they're not connected because it's not a national ID. Yeah, you're system. a double achiever. You're overachiever. I'm trying to find this fucking, if I'm right on this, uh, missing people list. Um, I'm sure you'll have people fact check me. Well, no, there's someone yelling at the thing right now. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's all good. And feel free to email me, Jackie at Jackie Yeah, let me know I'm an asshole. Just tweet at me. I'm wrong. And, uh, well, and the thing is, is you want to know what, you want to know what's right. You want to know if yeah. you are right. Right. Or you're wrong. Right. So 100%. it's all, yeah, would, either way, I'm not, I, I don't get a lot of my self-esteem whether or not I've, I've said the correct thing about the FBI. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but, Murder is so weird to me just because, like, I, I don't know anybody myself who's ever murdered someone. 
I met yeah. a murderer once. There was a guy who um was at the Stillwater prison in Minnesota. And he, uh, I worked at a t-shirt shop called Northern mm-hmm. Sun Merchandising, a little hippie skippy t-shirt catalog in Minneapolis. And yeah. he started the Bonsai program at the Stillwater Maximum Security Prison in Minnesota. Yeah. And there was an article right, and so he had an article in the, in the Star Tribune right next to that article, article about Northern Sun. So he started calling our 800 number. Yeah. And talking to the hippies who were stoned all the time. And right. they're like, dude, you're in jail? What happened, man? And Bill Dye, that was his name, D-Y-E. And he yeah. was like, political prisoner, man. And uh, then it came out that he had killed a pizza delivery man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. That's... I don't know what's political about that, Yeah, brother. yeah. Domino's is run by the... Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but but we, uh, we, everybody, before I started working there, everybody had gone to visit him. Like, everybody who worked there, right. like, in twos yep. had gone. And so... My friend Maureen Fitzpatrick was like, I've never gone because I've never had anyone to go with. I'm not going by myself. And I was like, all right, I'll go. And nice so we, guy. nice guy gave me a bonsai tree uh, and, um, I killed it within a week. Very sad. Very right. sad. I, man, it was beautiful. In a way, always you're just like him then. How weird is it that he started a bonsai tree program in a maximum security prison where the purpose of bonsai trees yeah. is to shape and bend and control until you, you stunt. And and deform a tiny tree. Thought about it that way. Yeah, I did. Sure, he just thought they were cool, but I never thought of it that way until I got one from a guy in a maximum security (laughs) (laughs) prison, and I was like, "Hmm, I see what's happening here. I I know one murderer. He's a close friend. Yes, killed somebody, but he uh, had to do it. So it wasn't like a. And he doesn't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He doesn't feel bad about it either because he was just like it was him or me. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was. It's it's such a it's. A fascinating thing because television is entirely about murder. Yeah. My video game that I'm playing right now on Facebook is entirely about murder. What is it? Criminal case. Uh-huh. And it's a weird, it's better than it has any right to be. This, I've been playing it for about a year. Yeah. And it's a hidden object game. It should be like middle-aged white lady shit. Yeah. But it's got a, it's being written by a couple of the darkest, obviously 23 year olds in the world. Yeah. And they're killing off characters that I've gotten to know. Through the 50 oh, uh, stupid hidden object case. Are you getting done. bummed out when they get killed The off? first one that died, I was like, what the fuck? Did you just kill the cheerleader? Uh, and now they killed the police chief and, uh, this sort of, this sad sack, uh, poor kid who wanted to hang out with all the rich kids. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is happening? And now we're back in time, 1642. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot of nonsense a lot going, going on, on for no money. It makes me want to I, – I, I, I don't want to buy shit because once you buy something in a freemium game like that, yeah. uh, as soon as you do it, it flips a switch in the game that make, that, that ratchets the game right. on, to make it harder. Oh, it flips a, a, a switch in yourself. No. No, no. It's an actual programming. Yeah? Yeah. Because uh, once you've spent money once, well, now we're just negotiating, aren't we? Uh, You're caught. You're in the game. Yeah. So once you spend that. a penny on Candy Crush – It's over. The, it goes from medium to hard. The, the, the level. So, I can't. I can't do it. It's already yeah. hard enough. I'm already, I'm committed and I don't want to spend any, but I would have given them. I am so glad that like video games stopped being my thing because I could, I have such an addictive personality. Yeah. I'd be lost. Well, I for a long time, uh, didn't play them at all. Yeah. And I would just be like, fine, I'll, I'll get a Game Boy. I'll play one yeah. Zelda game every two years. It'll be fine. I'm currently playing four video games oh, and, God. uh, and they're all just shitty kind of, right. you know, 
uh, iPad-y kind of things, right? Yeah. I play Criminal Case on the iPad and Facebook. I play a Bejeweled Frozen thing, which is like Candy Crush or, yeah. or, or Bejeweled. And it's called Free Fall. It's a Frozen thing. I'm playing the first, uh, Final Fantasy Legend, yeah. which I got mods, iPad mods for the first six issues, episodes. And then I'm, I also have, uh, Tap Tap Simpsons. Okay, it's essentially cool. Farmville, but rude. <laughs> and so it makes me laugh. Uh, but the time commitment is bullshit and I'm actually losing sleep. So I'm not psyched about it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch it over then. Yeah. It turns out I might have an addictive personality too. Yeah. You think so? So the new alien movie's coming out. Let's, oh, wow. let's close on that brother. Yeah. Um, let's close on that. Yeah. I, I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'll get, I'll get back. First I'll get off, back I, I know when people always get pissed off at this, I didn't think alien three was bad. I know okay. everybody hates it. I didn't think Alien 4 was bad. I don't think you can explain How many it. Ali- I only saw there's, Aliens with an S. Well, there's Alien 1, there's Alien 2, there's Alien 3, there's Alien 4. Aliens and Alien 1 are clearly the best. Um, Alien 3, I think, is pretty good. Which, which a lot Is of it called will. Alien 3? Yeah, it's called Alien 3. Because Alien... Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. Okay. And then there's... There's a new one. Alien vs. Predator. <coughs> oh, Alien vs. Right. Predator Requiem. Okay. And now there's Predators, <laughs> then there's the whole Predator series. Right. And then, and then there was, uh, Prometheus, you know, two years ago, which was okay. a prequel to Alien. Oh, wow. Um, so there's been a lot. Um, and has, has one... any of them followed the life cycle of the alien and have, have using them as the hero? <laughs> no. And, and the I people? I think there's a video game that you can be the alien. Oh, that's awesome. And like one of the, I think it's like aliens versus, uh, marines or some shit like that. <laughs> the aliens is the best. That's the best one. The second one? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's the only one I've seen. That's great. Uh, it was, uh, action-y, but also scary. Yeah. And the first one's just fucking scary. I first hear. one's just scary. Yeah. yeah. First one's very slow and methodical and, and horror and horror and, yeah. and pure horror. Yeah. Well, cause that it's so hard to make whatever your monster is look scary. Um, you know, and, and I think like alien is so amazing at that it came from a guy's nightmare, you know, but a lot of times it's really Did hard. It really? Yeah. A lot of times it's really hard. Like, is even like, you know, I had a lot of fun, even though it's like the dialogue is so cheesy. But that one, The Strain, that show that was on, I was watching that, and uh, it's really, che- I mean, it's fucking cheesy, the right. dialogue. It's like, it's really, che- but like, then they revealed, like, the first time you saw the vampire, and it looked cool. Yeah. But it also looked, like, kind of ridiculous. Like, I laughed as soon as I saw him because he's this huge. Yeah. Ge- and like, and just him making motions wasn't scary. For some reason, it was kind of funny. Okay. Know, but it looked really cool. But, okay. uh, yeah, so I think it's just really hard. And Alien's one of the only ones... That's like, and almost every like monster that's tr- like, like the Cloverfield monster. Like, I feel like they've all been kind of like variations of that alien thing. Okay. You know, where it's like half insect, half reptile. It's like a weird yeah. combo. I remember watching the first season of Buffy and actually yeah. being kind of creeped out by the vampires and the, and the monsters. Yeah. I think the problem with Buffy though is that a lot of the vampires started to look the same. So, oh, yeah, yeah, almost. And then you're like, all right, I'm desensitized now. Well, yeah, which is, and, and, and she could kill like four of them. Yeah, so, yeah. And, it was and, fine. and then they, uh, you know, and then they all kind of, they all kind of ripped it off from Lost Boys too, I feel like, that look. Oh, that sort of dark sidery look? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh. Um, Lost Boys, I love too. Did you love that movie? Yeah. It's, uh, what was the, what was the, the, all I remember is that they all had bikes. They all had bikes. And, and, and the best, Sutherland was in it. And the best part of it is, uh, they're on like the beach, cause I forget what it is, and it's in Santa Barbara or Santa Cruz. Yeah. I forget what it is. <laughs> And they're like watching concerts on this beach and then this like 
And this, this, like, I'm, I'm on board. I'll mark out every time this happens. But a beautiful man with like long hair and shirtless just jumped on stage and started playing saxophone. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just think that's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> like, in Tina Turner's The Sim- You're Simply the Best video. Yeah. You know, she's like, it's like her dancing and then there's a, a horse. It cuts to her and a horse and the muscles of a horse. So you're wondering, like, is this her sexuality? Is this a guy's sexuality? You know, it's clearly sexual and right. it's empowering yeah. too. It's not like demeaning. Sure. But then in the middle of it, another shirtless guy literally runs onto the middle, plays saxophone and then runs back off. Like those eighties ones or late ni- early nineties, yeah. like Carly Simon, the working girl theme song. Okay. This is one of my favorite things too in a music video. She's singing on like the Satin Island Ferry, which already should be gross. But then it comes the guitar solo and there's a guy that's been reading a newspaper the whole time. Yeah. And then he just flips over the newspaper and he's got a guitar and he starts playing it. I love that. They don't make music videos like that anymore. (laughs) They're all just like sexy or dark now. You know what I like to do at minute 56? Find out that you love fucking music videos. Uh, so what uh, are you, um. Wait, you said 56? Yeah, we're, yeah, we've been doing, we're almost at an hour. Oh, we're okay. almost done. Oh, I think yeah. you meant you're, old, you're 56. And I was like, what? Oh, no, not no, yet. One no. day, one day. One day. And for the rest be. of my life. Cause I'll, I will never age beyond 56. I'll no, just keep telling not. people I'm just 56. <laughs> Cause other people pick 29, other pick 40. It's weird in LA. LA almost has like that Eastern European girl thing where I feel like once you hit a certain age, then there's no turning back, but you can look pretty young until then. Oh, right. But then once you hit it, you're then you just look like a character 70? actor at Mel's Drive-In. Like, have you ever been to Mel's Drive-In in the morning? And it's yeah. all these, like, just, like, just or faces that look like, you, like you're talking... Tracy villains, you know? Oh, are you saying the sort of the tight, wet thing? Yeah, the tight, wet, and the character actory, like the big noses from drinking too much. And Okay, because uh, what I like is, is and and you haven't been, maybe you haven't been here in Los Angeles long <laughs> no, enough, but uh, the, yeah. uh, if you go see a lot of theater, that's where the old people are. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, that's like old people in New are, York too. Yeah, that's where they're all and and the thing is is once they hit around 65 they're still very fit these men and women. Yeah. But they let their hair go white. Yeah. And they're just wearing a $1000 worth of clothes and they look amazing. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, but you are clearly 70 years old." Yeah, I you know what? It's kind of scary. I was like trimming my beard. There's something about 50 that drives people crazy. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that'll happen. But it's like underneath it, so you can't, it's almost like I lift it up, and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't no. know if you can see it yet. I can't see it. No, no. But, but the there. aging process, it is an exit. They're in there. Yep, it there's is. There's no turning back. Yeah, there's something about being like 44 to about 55 where you're like, I'm gonna, reg- I'm, I'm gonna reject this. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm gonna always be 37. It's and you're golden, like, nope. Yeah, it's like that gloaming <laughs> period, you know? Yeah. Maria's doing a, a great, Bamford's got a great mm-hmm. bit about, um, how. She, she always has she's, some great bit. Yeah, it's just about plastic surgery and how they're like, you could, you can, like, we can make you puffy. We yeah. can make you tight. We can make you wet <laughs> or we can make you shiny. Right. What would you prefer? And she's like, can I get puffy and wet? And they're like, yes. <laughs> and she's thinking of just getting herself made into a three pound uh, pyramid of flesh oh, and having her eyes removed. <laughs> and she'll still be her. Don't think she won't be her. Yeah, she'll, she'll still, still be her. Still be her. You know, it is weird because like some people have had plastic surgery and look amazing. So that's, I think yeah. like what, that's what hooks that's the what suckers every, in. Right, right. That's what, know? that's what everyone aspires to. They're yeah. like, you really don't look 57 years old. You genuinely look 42 years old. And then you just old. get a good one. You don't know. You don't yeah. know if this per- but then all of a sudden. It's like tattoos. You fuck up and you're Meg Ryan, you know? Or, like a, or anybody. I like, there's yeah, just or Mickey like. Mickey Rourke. 
there's I saw a Morgan Fairchild thing. one time, yeah. and all I could think was, did someone get plastic surgery to look like Morgan Fairchild? They did yeah. not. It was Morgan Fairchild. She looked like a fucking patchwork quilt. Oh my it was God. unfortunate. But let's end on that positive Well, I note. just wanted to bring up a double standard, too, yep. that I remember, because you were talking about that anal rape thing. <laughs> and I, let's I, close I on the of, anal rape, ladies this and is gentlemen. Like, well, this is something, too, that's like, like, cause I remember, like, it was, I don't know if it was Gawker or if it was like, you know, TMZ some shit, like, bullshit. some, yeah, some like, you know, thing that you get up in a pop up ad on Facebook. Z. Um, but they were like, they had like all these clips of Ben Affleck's dong in Gone Girl. And I'm like, if they did that with like, an, like if, like if a dude website had that, there'd be like a blog written about, I mean, they do that with Mr. Skin. Um, but like there, What's it would Mr. be like, Skin? it's all like just the celebrity nude things. Okay. Um, which I've got on, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, but, but like, but if like they did that, shots yeah, and, if they did that, they had like, a, they have like an article about it where I was like, if this was the girl, like there would be like, like how dare you? All this other shit, you know? Right. But, uh, usually they would just, yeah. I mean the whole, it isn't, it isn't fair. It's, you know what? Yeah. Men get raped. There's, there's some, there's some, uh, I saw, I was reading, I went to donate blood and there was a thing yeah. that said, have you ever been incarcerated for more than 72 hours? And all I could uh, think was, if you know what is happening at 71 hours, yeah. fucking stop it, you yeah. assholes. And it just means that you get raped in the first 72 hours that you're in prison. Yeah. So you're like, well, it isn't okay. Please, <laughs> please and stop yeah. attacking people. And it isn't funny that men get raped. And the, and the, and the prison rape jokes. Although the, uh, dirty work scene is actually pretty funny. I don't know what that is, well, but I it's bet just you it is. Norm McDonald. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The thing is, is here's, I, why here's my thing. You gotta watch it. Okay. Here's why it's funny. It's, for some reason, it's funny. I'm just funny saying it's been covered. You don't see the rape and he comes back and he, and he's, he does his, the norm thing where if something really awful happens, he goes, that was ridiculous. You know, the worst part is waste my time or whatever it is. He goes, all right, that's the second worst part. The first, you know, right. some, it's Norm. Right. It's like he'll describe a serial killer and then I'll right, be like, right. oh, what a jerk that guy is. Right. I don't know why that makes. <laughs> that's a pretty good impression of Norm. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm not saying that there can't be funny yeah. prison rape jokes. Yeah. I'm just saying 98% of them right now, it's been covered by You friend. probably shouldn't. Yeah. Well, it just, it isn't. And I, I, if you can do it. Please. Right. Right. Pl- keep writing, my friend. If, uh, if, if, if out there, if you are trying to write the perfect male rape, prison, drop the soap, hilarity, you go. Right. You, you got yeah, some butt talk. You knock yourself out. joke, you know. Uh, well, I just, uh, I just got an email from, I did a blog about a year ago about Adam Richmond attacking that waitress in the mall. Of oh America. yeah, I've never met that guy. Me neither. But, uh, I'm a Minneapolis comic. So, right. uh, and I was yeah. there the week after it happened. Right. And, um, and well, so you I tried to like fuck her and then she just beat the shit out of him. Was that like the, no, thing? no, no, no. They were both drunk. Yeah. Uh, he said he kept hitting on her and she was like, no. So yeah. he pulls his dick out and shoves it in her face and he's like, just suck it. Just suck it. Yeah. And then he's pushing her and he's pushing her and she's like, get off of me. And she tries to kick him. And, yeah. and so, and he's like, you shouldn't, you should like me because I'm, you're just a waitress. I'm a comic, Oof. which is the hackiest rape line I've ever heard in my life. Right. Anyway, so I write a blog about it, right? About right. how it's disappointing because there are hundreds of decent men who uh, don't uh, act uh, horrible that I personally know. Right. And they get made fun of by guys like Adam Richmond for being pussies and for being – they're like, what, are, are you a woman? Is that why you're nice right. to women because you're a woman? And so I wanted to encourage, uh, not raping and, and guys being decent, yeah, right? Yeah. So I wrote this, uh, this blog 
and then uh, he was acquitted in the Minnesota yeah. uh, courts because the judge said that they were both drunk. So he was just kidding, shoving his dick in her face and trying to try to. Have Did he there. admit to shoving his dick yeah. in her face? In the police report, he admitted to that. Oh, he yeah. admitted to saying that, and he admitted to I might have pushed her around a little bit. I just I, I get ex- I get horny when I get drunk. He actually said that. Yeah, it's such a it's such a horrible. But I got situation an email two days ago from him, supposedly from his girlfriend. Uh, Augie Smith was like, I picture him sitting in a dress and a wig typing uh. this. And, uh, but it said, you said you would take down this blog if he was found innocent. And I was, and I, so I was reading my blog going, I did not say that I would ever take yeah, this down. Yeah. And so I haven't responded. I won't respond. His career's over, obviously. It isn't. He's that. working. He's working. Oh, those. is he? Yeah, he's working, uh, just normal. Wow. That's, yeah. that's Every, crazy. Yeah. They, supposedly, and this is rumor. I don't know if it's true. Uh, the guy who owns the house of comedy, the Richmond house of comedy paid his bail. Oh, really? Yeah. Some guy named Rick. You know, I don't, I don't know that guy. Uh, but I've I would say rape is the worst because. <laughs> Right, or because it's either like you raped a girl or somebody, uh, falsely accused you and somebody's lives are ruined. You know what I mean? Well, uh, no matter what, you know, like that, obviously he fucked up, you know, he did it. Well, and he um, didn't rape her. He didn't. He just, well, all he did, but he tried to assault her or whatever, but I'm just saying. But I know so many women, general, this is what a, he likes to do. Yeah. He likes when a woman is sitting, he likes to walk up to them and yeah. stick his crotch in their face yeah. and go, Hey, what do you, as long as you're there, as long as you're there. And you're like, yeah, I, I know that guy. That's really bad. And I also get annoyed then too when really, I hit on women. That, if I hit on women on Facebook, they'll be like, you're a creep. And I'm like, I just asked you out. How was that like a yeah, creep move? Yeah. It's just me getting rejected and being a loser. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not that creepy. That's just, I mean, that's, but that's, that's the kind of guy that guy is. And I know a handful yeah. of those guys. I don't hang out with those guys, no, right? Why would you? Not. That guy's a terrible guy. Why would I hang out with that guy? Why, yeah, <laughs> that guy why would like you? A, and, and hacky rape lines. Who wants, who wants, I will not hang out with a hack. He needs to be funny. And that's also power over women, you know, like that whole thing. At the very least. do that. Yeah. You it's know? all power. It is all. Cause like, Cause I he does like it, I'm sure he does it to se- guys. Even if you were too. like a sex addict, um, you would just be like, oh, I'll just go to Backpage and pay some girl. You know what I mean? Like, you got some access to some websites that I do not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying, if you're like, that's almost not even sex addict behavior because yeah. that's like, that's like you exerting power. Like, as we were saying, you wouldn't want to even know about it. So right. I'd be like, why don't I just pay some fucking? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, have, I wouldn't. Wanna, I know sex addicts. Or like, I'll try to fuck this person. They'll say no. You and know what I mean? And I'll go ask somebody else. And I'll go until ask somebody else until somebody, somebody says somebody yes. Me. Yeah. Jared Logan told the funniest story. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. That's the one the, where some girl liked it or step nine. Oh. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no he was, it was, it was, uh, there's some show on Comedy Central, I guess. Yeah. A man something where you explain how yeah. to hit on women or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. No? No. Okay. It's a, uh, cause he, they asked him to be on it. Yeah. And so he said, well, you, you don't want to hear how I hit on women. Yeah. Essentially, I just play video games. This is before he was engaged, yeah. right? And before he had a girlfriend. Yeah. He said, I would just play video games and my sexual energy would just build up and build up and build up until I would, you know, I'd get sick of jerking off. So I, what I would do is I would go uh, to a bar and I would find a woman who looked almost exactly the same body type as this <laughs> and I would hit on her and then she would be like, yeah, let's do this. And then I would have sex and then I'd go back and play video games for six more months. And, yeah. Uh, and I was like, and he, and I said, oh, they didn't want you. He told that story on stage, which is why I feel okay about yeah, telling yeah. that story. Cause he told it on, um, Slipper Room, the Slipper Room show. Oh, right, right. That's show. What's Sean? Sweet. Yeah, sweet. And, um, 
And so that's why I feel like, I mean, it's a public story. Yeah. It's not, it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they turned it down. He was like, they didn't want to hear anything quite so real as, as that desperate. No, I need course. to get laid. Yeah, that's never like, uh, that's, that's never a good thing, you know? Like, I've, right, and I've always said with like women too, I've had like baffling losses and then like miracle wins. Like, it's like, <laughs> Cause I, I'm the opposite, you know, Jared. I've, I, I've definitely dated more. And Jared, Jared, I got this, like, cause I was like, went through one of my, this was two breakups ago where I was like, literally going on two dates a night. Okay. And then he, Jared, cause Who's he doesn't Jared? listen to Jared, Jared Logan, we're talking about. Oh, right? ja- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Jared, I'm a good buddy to Jared. Oh, fair enough. And, I was like, in the middle I of it, who I was he's talking like, about. I was talking about my love life and he goes, and he just goes, this is like the play, he goes, that's too much sex. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like Jared. Right, because Jared Logan, who was on this show talking about Renaissance right. history. Uh, he, uh, oh, my God. That is fucking perfect. It is. I just, every time I just imagine him as a Moliere character. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And he has that southern accent that yeah. sounds vaguely gay, but he isn't gay. Yeah. But he has that whole... jury's still out, but yeah. And so he's... Anyway, Dan Sertremaine, we're at an hour ten. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thanks for coming. And, uh, uh yeah, and I, I will keep stuff. you posted. People, people should go to dancesertremaine.net right. and check out your, your dates. They should go to at dsgermaine for Twitter. Twitter. And they should get your album, Bad at the Good Times, yeah. uh, which is a good time. And then I got a podcast, My Dumb Friends. on all. That's things. it on All Things Comedy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We why don't we just call that as the end of the show?